Welcome back to A Perfectly Good Podcast. I'm Malaika. And I'm Elena. And today, we're going to talk about Evermore! (laughs) Um, I don't know if you saw, but yesterday we had sort of an announcement reaction podcast. It was a very quick one, just Mm -hmm. talking about where the hell this came from. Yeah. (laughs) And now we've had less than 24 hours to listen to the song, but we've listened to them a lot. Yeah. I stayed up until like 3.30 listening to them, and then I woke up at like 9 and continued listening to them, and it's currently 3, and I've been listening to them nonstop all day. Yeah. So, I feel like they've sunk in a little. There's still some where I'm like, I don't really remember. Like, if you give me the name, I'm like, huh? But then if I look at the lyrics, I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. So, you know, this is very initial, initial thoughts, and I have a feeling that like, much like folklore, my ranking will change drastically in the coming week. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Do not expect this to just be, like, where we're stuck at. This, this is will just not like, age well. <laughs> <laughs> this is just an, an initial reaction, mostly. Yeah. But I, okay, overall, I love this album. I love it. Okay, here's the thing. With folklore, my first listen, really did not like it. Second listen, liked it a lot more. Coming listens sort of edged off for me. So, like, it it was a very, like, bell curve moment for me for Folklore. But Evermore, I liked it. I liked it on first listen, and I'm liking it more and more every listen. So I have high hopes for this record. I had kind of an opposite reaction, because, like, Folklore, like, I liked it so much. Like, I was crying through most of the songs when I was listening to it the first time. Yeah. And some of them weren't even sad. I was just so emotional at how much I liked the album. Yeah. Like, from the jump. And there were still songs on there that I liked less that, like, grew on me a lot. Mm -hmm. But for this one... I liked the album, but my liking of it is just so neutral. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel... Like, there's, like, a few songs that I love on the album. Yeah. But, yeah, we were actually talking about this earlier. I was saying with Folklore, there were, like, a few songs that I already knew from the first listen were gonna break my top ten of her songs ever. And it doesn't feel at this moment like any of the songs that Evermore are gonna break my top ten. I feel like I need a minute with this album to see where it would rank, but I could see several songs on this breaking my top ten or perhaps even my top five. For Folklore, I don't think any of them have cracked my top 20, so, uh, whoops. But I was thinking, okay, I was thinking about why we have a different reaction to this, and I think it's twofold. One, I think you prefer a strong bridge, and I prefer a strong hook. So, like, if a strong, if, well, <laughs> if a song is, like, really hooky and has, like, a really catchy chorus and, like, a really catchy, like, melody, I, like, fuck with that, but I think... I think a bridge is what saves a song for me. It's not what makes a song. Like, mm-hmm. something like Illicit Affairs, I'm like, I don't really like the song, but I really like the bridge, and the bridge saves the song for me. Whereas I feel like with you, like, the hookiness isn't as important as the bridge for you. Mm-hmm. From our conversations, yeah. at least. I, I, like, agree mostly. Yeah. To me, it's like, the the bridge is what can take a song from being good to being perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't, like... If we're using illicit affairs, like, I don't think... I don't love illicit affairs, but I yeah. love the bridge as well. Yeah. But, like, there's songs like... Oh, I'm to, like, Getaway Car mm-hmm. was a good song, and then I heard the bridge, and it then became one of my favorite songs. Yeah. You know? And there's, like, places in this, like... To me, like, the the best example in this album is Tolerate It mm. is a good song for me, but if she had, like, upped... Like, there's already an area in the bridge where it goes a little higher. Yeah. Which is why I like this song more. But if she had done it even just, like, a little more, I think it would have become a great song. For me, personally. Not yeah. just saying, like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of, for me, it's like, if it has a good hook, then I'm, like, done. Like, I don't really need the bridge to take it to the next level for me. And, like, if it does, that's wonderful. But I don't need that to make it a perfect song, in my opinion. Yeah. 
And then the other reason that why I think we have a different opinion on this album is because Jack Antonoff's touch is much less frequent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this one's really funny because actually, you know I love Jack Antonoff, yeah. but his song on this album is actually in my bottom ranking. Wow. Like, his song, I don't, like, dislike it. I just like it less than any of the other songs. Yeah, <laughs> I think for me, okay, I've said this before, like, Jack Antonoff for me is perfect for, like, two or three songs on an album. He creates beautiful standout songs, but when he does all the songs on an album, like, on Folklore or Lover, it just blends together for me, and the standouts just don't sound as impressive or good, mm. because it's just a very, like, he has a very distinct sound for his production, and I think if you use it too much, it gets a little tired, but if you use it sparingly, then it's, like, a gem. Yeah. I feel like that happens with a lot of, like... A thing about this album is because that there's no crescendo on the like on the bridge either. I feel like sometimes I like look at my phone and I'm listening to another song and I didn't even realize the song changed. Mm. And again, like I love Aaron Desner's production, but it still is very like you, he like starts with a chord progression and like continues it the whole way through. And it's a beautiful chord progression, but there's very little variation in it. Yeah, which again is also a problem Jack Antonoff has is, but at least he adds so much production on top. That, like, sometimes <laughs> I'll like. notice something new. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, like, lines. Sometimes he crosses it and it's too much production. Yeah. But at least I know where I am in the song because of the production. Mm -hmm. Like, you could play this track, like, if, like, karaoke of this track, I could not tell you which verse I'm trying to, like, sing. Mm. But if you played me a karaoke version of any Jack Antonoff song that I know, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what I need to sing at which point. Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I think this, like, production is gonna grow on me as well because mm -hmm. like like you said it is very similar and I think part of the reason why I'm not discerning some of the songs is because it's so similar but when I listen to it more and more and more I think I'll pick out like different bits mm -hmm. in the songs that will like differentiate themselves for me so I think I think this production is gonna be some of my favorite from her stuff and I think these songs are really going to grow on me as time goes on. No, I definitely agree. And I think her voice just sounds so It sounds ethereal. so good on this album. Oh, yeah. my God. But another, like, light thing about this album, I feel like there's less songs on it that I can relate to personally. Mm. Like, my favorite song on Folklore is This Is Me Trying. Yeah. And then Mirrorball is, like, top five. Mm -hmm. And it's because those are things, even though I don't have that exact experience, I can relate to on some level, like, the feeling mm. underneath it. There's so many of the songs that I love, but I have never come even, like, not even the situation that she's describing, just the feeling. Yeah. I've never been there. I feel like I, I don't know if I need to necessarily relate to a song to, like, have an emotional connection to it in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, for Folklore, I don't think I really related to any of them in, like, a distinct way. Like, I really like August, it's a bop, but I've never, like, felt those emotions or whatever. And yeah. this is me trying, I also enjoy... But I also have never really, like, like, I guess that that's always a relatable feeling of, like, you know, trying your best or whatever, but in that way. But it just, that specific instance of it just doesn't really, like, I just haven't been through anything like that. Yeah. So maybe that's why folklore doesn't click for me. For these, I feel like they're so based in storytelling. Yeah. In a way that folklore, I feel like folklore was, like, the warm-up round for this. Yeah. Because folklore, you can still see very much her, like her distinct um like her narrative I guess like I can tell some of the songs are very much about her and her life even if they're projected through a different story like 
um, My Tears Ricochet, for example, while it's ostensibly about this, like, woman who was murdered and her, she's haunting her own funeral, it's actually about, like, Taylor's thing with her masters. Whereas this one, maybe we just haven't dug into it enough yet, but I really feel like these are just very distinct stories that are very standalone and don't mm -hmm. necessarily, like, connect to, like, it's, it's not like a riddle that I have to figure out. Yeah. Like, it, it's just a story that I can enjoy. Yeah. No, I see that. I, I do think, it's just like, uh, the storytelling in this one is lovely. Yeah. And it has just some, okay, <laughs> I feel like some of the lyrics in this are so basic that I know that she could do more, and mm. some of the lyrics in this are so beautiful <laughs> that I'm like, how did you even think of this? I feel like some of the basic lyrics I really like because because some of the other lyrics are so rich it's mm -hmm. like when you're eating like a dessert and it's like so rich and like it's like you're eating like chocolate mousse or something and you take like three bites and you're like ugh, i'm full but then yeah. they give you like a plate of strawberries and you're like oh i'll eat 20 of those <laughs> 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 so it's like it's like balancing out yeah you know what i can absorb <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay well let's get into it with the first song willow oh i'm, I'm oh. obsessed with this song i love this song so much like i if you guys listen to our um, our podcast about folklore, I said I was a bit disappointed because I really like folk music and folk production and folk instrumentals and stuff. Um, and it just didn't... Like, this is what I wanted folklore to be. Mm -hmm. Like, this specific instrumental production, song, melody, everything. Yeah. Like, Willow is what I wanted from folklore. Yeah. And I was, like, so excited that, like... I got the thing that I felt I had been promised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it just sounds so... I, like, okay, I've kind of been having this... Not theory, but this mm -hmm. hope in my mind that one of her next merch things is, like, a children's storybook Aww. where she, like, kind of writes down sort of, like, the actual stories. Or ha she doesn't even have to write it. Honestly, she could hire real people to write stories. <laughs> and it would just be, like, so cute because, like, there's so much in here mm -hmm. that is so, like... Well, this is actually never mind. But so much of, like... I was about to say grim fairy tales, but those are the mm. dark version. But, like, Disney book fairy tales. Yeah. And it's just so, like, fairies and, like, pixie dust and stuff like that, and it's yeah. so good. I love it so much. I think this might be... This is probably me speaking too soon. Um, but I might, like... This might be my favorite lead single from her, like, mm. ever. I think mine is the only one that's really competing. Yeah. Because, well, I guess... Well, actually, you belong with me. No, I think Willow could beat that. Out. <laughs> or yeah. was it Love Story first? I don't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like an amazingly tingle. Yeah, I just think it's so good. I love the music video too. I don't want to dive too deep into the music video because when we eventually do yeah. a full episode on Willow, we'll talk about that in depth. But, but... it's just so Volturi vibes. <laughs> okay, she was like Twilight. I'm taking your script. <laughs> yes. Okay. Also, that was kind of like a reference to Ready for It, like the music video. And can we talk about the guy she cast as the main lead? Oh, because oh. he was one of the dancers on the Red Tour, right? Yes. And he, oh, such a cutie. Yeah. And they have so many cute pictures together that we saw on yes. his, like, Instagram from, like, years ago. ago. It's really sweet. And, like, I'm just glad that Taylor is, like, diversifying her, like, love interest in her music videos. Yeah. Like, it just, it warms my little heart. Yeah. I think it's so cute. And, like... A while it was white on white on white. White, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this guy, I he was cute. He was the moment. <laughs> um, yes, I was like, 
Him uh, and his little, okay, like... fun, shorty. Short, yeah, his little suspenders, uh-huh. his hat. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, okay, I bring this in, like, later. Uh-huh. But do you remember in the interview with Paul McCartney, she said that she'd been writing a lot of songs from the perspective of a, col- of a colonial, colonial woman? woman? Yeah. Bro, this song, <laughs> they're clothes colonial. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I just... Whew. I just think it's so good. I love the hook, like, whatever you say, yes, I know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I haven't memorized the lyrics yet, clearly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just love, I also love the chorus at the end where it just keeps going and going and going. And, like, I love the main hook of, like, um, God, sorry, I have the wrong lyrics pulled up. (laughs) It's the, I'm begging for you to take my hand, wreck my plans, that's my man. Yeah, I like, the more you say, the less I know, wherever I, wherever you stray, I follow. I'm begging for you to take my hand, wreck my plans, that's my man. Oh, so good. I just love that. I love how, like, catchy it is. I love the tune of it. I love how the lyrics just seem to, like, snap together. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. And, like, I love the way she says, okay, because I, I wrote this one down. I Like, one of my favorite lyrics is, you know that my train could take you home anywhere else is hollow. Yeah. But I like the way she says, like, follow, hollow. <laughs> I love the way she rhymes things in this album. Yeah. Like, I have so many things where I point out, I'm like, I love the way she rhymes yeah. this. <laughs> or she, uh, she also has, wait for the signal, I'll meet you after dark, show me the places where other gave, others gave you scars. Yes. Which is so good. Oh. I also love, I never would have known from that look on your face, lost in your current, like, a priceless line. Uh, like, uh. Yeah. It's just so good. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's ethereal. It's like, I, yeah. I feel like I'm there, and it's, I like the whole, like, not to tie it too much to the music video, mm-hmm. but, like, the whole Volturi part is really giving me <laughs> put away our cloaks and daggers. Yeah. And it's just... Chef's kiss. Yeah, and all the other dancers in that scene were from the Reputation Stadium tour. (laughs) So she brought them back. I'm obsessed. Yeah, it was just, it was a, yeah. I just, I love this song. I don't know what else to say about it beyond I love the folksy production. I love the string instrumental. I love how it feels like medieval in a way. Mm. And it really ties to Ivy in that way, which we'll get into. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, yeah, I'm like obsessed with this song. I want to put it on repeat but I keep wanting to listen to the other songs too <laughs> yeah it's so good where would you put this on your list so far um so Willow is number two it might be tied for Ivy at number one mm-hmm. I have to listen to them both more but I, th- I really like this song I think I put this at number four it's definitely top five for me but I think yeah. I have it at number four so I'm trying to go down to my list I think you have it at five. Oh yeah number five yeah oh so good okay yeah. on to my favorite song on the album yes. so far, Champagne, Champagne Problems. Problems. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, like, I've seen online, this song gets a lot of hate. I so don't far. hate it. I just think it's, like, not as good as the, and it's not that it's not as good as the other songs, I just don't, like, it hasn't clicked with me yet, yeah. but I think it will. I think it's gonna grow on me. Yeah, this is, like, yeah, this is tied for my first favorite song. It's just so good. There's just, the lyrics are amazing. The bridge mm-hmm. has a build, not as big as I would like it to, but, like, one of the bigger builds. Mm-hmm. Um, he has amazing lyrics, like, you booked the night train for a reason. You could just sit there in this hurt. You had a speech, you're speechless. Love slipped beyond your reaches. Mm. Um, so good. Also, okay, I saw a few Reddit theories about this yeah. that were really good. One of them was that this is sort of tied to this is me trying mm. like she says like no to the proposal and it's also called champagne problems yeah so, like tied to like drinking problems mm, yeah another thing that a lot of people are saying is this is tied to like like she's saying 
no or whoever the narrator is saying no and it's like she's saying like you know I can't give you really a reason I'm saying no Mm -hmm. but it's a no and like a lot of people are tying like the way she says it it's like champagne problems or it's like champagne like a lot of people like are tying it into like depression and stuff like that yeah which is really interesting and I'm just obsessed with this song I have a theory about this song okay so much (laughs) so much okay I'd like to clarify if you've listened to this podcast before you know my stance on this and I'm sorry for repeating it but I find a lot of like sapphic energy in Taylor Swift songs but I would like to say right now go with it (laughs) (laughs) it's not that I think Taylor's gay it's literally the opposite of that I just find connections in these songs that relate. This is, like, where I can find things that I relate to a little bit. Mm -hmm. And even if I haven't, like, turned down a proposal or or whatever, like, the way that I interpret this song is just, like, based on my own, like, personal feelings and experiences or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I'm not going to get into the the Gaylor stuff because y'all know I I don't like it. But (laughs) (laughs) let me just say, okay, so here's my theory about this song. I feel like this gives me hardcore, this girl is a lesbian, but she hasn't realized it yet. And, like, they both sort of know that she isn't capable of loving him in the way that he loves her. Like, the inability to love someone back without knowing why. Like, Mm -hmm. the way that, like, the proposal ends and she's like, I can't give you a reason. Like, I literally don't know why. That's, like, such a big thing for, like, people who are, like, like, figuring out that they're, like, queer. Like realizing that this like um sorry I lost I was looking at a plane and I lost my train of thought (laughs) um but like not being able to form a connection with someone and thinking there's like something wrong with you and you're like I don't know why I can't form this connection with this person like I should be able to but you just can't and like the way that he sort of, like, inherently knew it was going to go bad. Like, the first stanza is about how he took the night train. He booked the night train, but he couldn't explain why he did that. He yeah. just knew that it was going to go poorly, even though we didn't know, because obviously he still asked. Yeah. And, like, the way that they're so on different pages in their relationship, where, like, the girl is, like, thinking that they're either going steady or she just kind of wants to break up with him, mm-hmm. and the guy is, like, we're ready to get married. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just gives me... Gives me a little bit of gay energy in the song. (laughs) Now I can see it. Okay, I think, like, okay, I actually interpreted very differently. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) But also using a lot of the same things that you, like, pointed at. Yeah. So, because the way I saw it, like, the song is principally about her not being able to love him, Mm -hmm. but it's because of her struggles with mental health Mm. and sort of the stigma around it, because, like, at the the first line, again, you booked Mm -hmm. the night train for a reason, so you could sit there in the hurt. Yeah. It's, like, him maybe knowing that, like, the stuff that she was going through would, like, not be be too much. Yeah. Yeah. But then she says, like, wait, where is it? Um, like, your hometown skeptics called it. This dorm was once a madhouse. I made a joke. Well, it's for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you. She would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. Yeah. So I was, like, connected it to, like, that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't think of that. But I, I can see exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. And I, like, see it. And also, like, the line, but you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up the tapestry that I shred. Yeah. Like, the real thing, because they never had a real thing because she was incapable of loving yeah. him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Um, no, just I, this is this is my favorite song on the album right now. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I really like it. I need to listen to it more. I think it's just because like folklore did not give me the bops that I needed, and yeah. this album gave me some bops. Or like if not bops, like at Lightly least a more. tempo. <laughs> like 
I love, a, like, my favorite Taylor songs are, like, hardcore bops or, like, at least very up-tempo songs. So, like, this album gave me more of that. So it's harder for me to connect with the slower ones because I'm so excited about new bops yeah. that I keep playing those on repeat yeah. and I haven't touched these as much yet. So I'm excited to dive into these and, like, do the slower ones a bit more. Yeah. I just, I love the imagery. And, like, your Midas touch on the Chevy door, November flush, and your fa- your flannel cure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What does that even mean? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but I picture everything she's saying perfectly in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I just, oh, I love that song. Yeah. Oh, God. Also, okay, not to bring it back to my Sapphire thing again, but the way they say she would have made such a lovely bride, what a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. Like, the, like, heterosexual imagery of, like, (laughs) the, like, standard, like, like, she would have made a lovely bride being, like, the pinnacle of, like... There are, uh, not to be, like, the pinnacle of her, but, like, people, like, see, like, getting married as, like, one of the best days of their life or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, that image of, like, the very standard classic image of the bride, and they're like, oh, she would have made a lovely bride, but she's fucked in the head, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't exactly (laughs) what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I like this song a lot. Um, I'm excited for the Gaylor people to also discover these undertones and ruin the song for me. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, let's move on to Gold Rush. Okay, so, as you know, I was really excited for this song because I love Jackie Antonoff, and I didn't love it the first time I heard it. Mm. Um, each time I listen to it, I like it more and more now, but, you know, it's still, like, closer to the bottom of my list right now yeah um but it has really cool lines like my mind turns your life into folklore i can't dare to dream about you anymore Mm. which it's just such a like i feel like the the core meaning behind the song is so tied to my one of my favorite songs from one direction fool's gold yeah but also so tied to one of my other favorite songs from taylor swift untouchable yeah where it's just like like you're just so beautiful and awesome and amazing and like I like put you on this pedestal and everything and Mm. like I can't really be with you like that or something like that. That's interesting because I had a different interpretation of it. Mm. To me this feels like she's already with the person but she's so like entranced by like their beauty. It's sort of like okay it's sort of like gorgeous but they're in the relationship and it's a little more mature in a way like she's like like she's like obsessed with how beautiful this person is and like She's, like, scared of not, like, losing it, but I guess she's, like, so caught up in it, it's, like, scary to her because it's so intense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is it really weird that this is the song that I felt, like, the most sapphic vibes with? Because to me, it's, like, you know when you're, like, kind of on the edge of, like, knowing that, like, you're gay or whatever, and there's, Mm -hmm. like, like, for me, when I, like, started to, like go into that world yeah it was because I like became obsessed with this girl mm-hmm. and I was like she's so beautiful I hate her like, <laughs> it was because you know like sometimes like the hard part is like do I like, like her? her because I like her do I like her because I want to be her? her yeah and this feels like that song where she's just like um like you're so beautiful but I don't like a gold rush you like you know what I mean like I don't mm-hmm. need it you know what I mean like I don't want my fate I don't want to feel this obsession and stuff like that yeah um like, I don't yeah. want to blush when I'm around you. Yeah, like, I'm, I hate that every, that you're so pretty that everyone would die to be with you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, I actually love that. <laughs> oh, because I feel, I don't know, like, that, that's what I saw. Because it's also, like, a daydream. So, yeah, like, I can imagine it being, like, you're, like, talking to someone and then, like, you have this whole, like, daydream and you're, like, fuck. <laughs> I can't think about you like that because I'm supposed to be straight or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. 
I like this song a lot. <laughs> it, it's good. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I love the chorus. Like, I don't love a gold rush, blah, blah, blah. A bop. Um, it's a bop. And, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about the song. I don't know if the lyrics are necessary. Like, I haven't dug into the lyrics yet. I just like the sound of it. Although our roommate did say did say that it sounds a lot like Greenlight from Lord, mm-hmm. and, like, I, I agree. <laughs> it sounds very similar when you think about it. It makes sense, since Jack Antonoff also produced that. Yeah. Okay. Um, shall we move on to Tis the Damn Season? Yes. Uh, okay. Also, did not love this song at first, mm. but because, to I don't know, like, it just, like, sounded, like, too much like something I'd already heard before, but each time, and also, I was expecting, like, a Christmas song more. Yeah. Um, but each time I listened to it, a bop, it, <laughs> one of my friends actually texted me, uh-huh. because she has this, like, on and off thing with this guy in her hometown, and she was like, this song is just calling me out. Because, ah! <laughs> like, every time she goes back from, like, college to, like, her house, like, they have, like, you know, yeah. a little something going no, on. <laughs> like, this song feels like it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I love this song. I love... The chorus of it, like, so we could call it even, you could call me babe for the weekend, tis the damn season. Like, I love the, like, rhythm of it. I, it's, like, a very catchy hook. Like, the chorus is very, like, sharp. Um, yeah, I really like this one. I also love, I'm staying at my parents' house and the road not taken looks real good right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that line. It feels very, like, a mixture of August and illicit affairs, because mm. I feel like the imagery is very illicit affairs, but the sound is very August. Yeah, I agree. And, like, um, yeah, I really like this one, actually. It's, yeah. like, really growing on me. Um, I also really like, um... And the road not taken looks real good right now, and it always leads to you and to my hometown. My hometown. Yeah. I really like that line. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also don't have a lot to say about this beyond I like it a lot. Yeah. Um. Also, this is supposed to be like connected to Dorothea. Yeah. Because Dorothea is like the girl who like goes to LA and like whatever and this is from her perspective where she like comes back and like hooks up with that guy and then Dorothea is like the guy like being in love with her and like taking every scrap (laughs) that he can get from her yeah I I don't know just the imagery of this the I parked my car right behind the Methodist in the church in the school that used to be ours the holidays linger like bad perfume yeah oh just let me see it. <laughs> and then my, like, favorite line is, sleep in half the day just for old time's sake. I won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. I really like, I really like the hook on the sound. I also just love the way she sings, I'm staying at my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Damn. Yeah. It's just so good. Just so Very good. good. A very good song. And this one's really gonna grow on me, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, track five, Tolerate It. This one already grew on me because I liked it, and even since we wrote down what we were going to talk about this episode, I've listened to it, like, four more times, so Mm -hmm. now I like it even more. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's such a specific type of pain, but it's so sad, and I, oh, I, I just love it. I think, I think, honestly, there could have been better picks to be track five. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been a cool thing if she put happiness as track I five. I also was thinking happiness as track five. Yeah, but I don't love happiness. Like, that's happiness at is okay. the bottom of my list. Like, it's good. I feel like it's gonna grow on me the same way Peace did. Yeah. But it's just, like, the, I put the happiness, slowest. like, just above tolerated. Oh, we keep forgetting to put our 
our rankings of each song. Um, Champagne Problems was 11 for me, and Gold Rush was 3, um, Tis the Damn Season is 7. Uh, Champagne Problems is number 1 for me, Gold Rush is 10, (laughs) and Tis the Damn Season is 8. Yeah. I don't know, tolerate it? I think it will grow on me. Like, I just listened to it again, like, right before we started this, and I liked it a lot more, but, like, as it as it stands, I think, again, the slower songs just can't, like, I can't connect to them yet because I'm still really, like, obsessed with, like, the more up-tempo ones. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the lyrics are a little bit, like, I don't know. Not my favorite, I guess, from this album. Really? I love the lyrics in this one. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, stuff like, use my best colors for your portrait just doesn't really work for me. But I think, like, the whole point is it's it's supposed to be more simple because, like, it's the, like, naivety and she's, like, young and, like, a kid or whatever. So, you know what I mean? I thought this was, like, I thought, I thought this was supposed to be, like, them breaking up after, like, seven years. I thought this was supposed to be a divorce song. Wait, I, am I mixing up this That's happiness. Happy? Wait, then what the hell is this about? It, this one is, this like... This is also a breakup song, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's literally, like... Like, the way I see this song, mm-hmm. she's not, like, literally, like, a kid. But, mm-hmm. like, in comparison to the partner that she's with, she's so much younger. Mm-hmm. And she's so much more naive. And he just, like, does not care about her at all. Like, yeah. to me, it's, like, like the trophy wife dynamic. Yeah, where, like, like a, you're so much older and wiser than I. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think the line is supposed to personify, like, more of her youth, yeah. but also, like, like literally, I'm painting you in the best picture I possibly can. Like, you're, like, so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I don't know. I like this song. I think that, I think it'll have to grow on me. The lyrics stood out to me as a little bit, like, not clunky, but... They just didn't flow the same way some of the other songs did for Mm, me. Gotcha. So I think I'll just have to listen to it more to get it, like, to click. Yeah. Um, Um, Another thing is, for some of these songs (laughs) that I, like, couldn't, like, find a good connection to Taylor's life, I was trying to think of what shows she could have been watching (laughs) to, like, or, like, what she was reading to, like, get some of these ideas. And Mm -hmm. for this one specifically, I saw it as so much of season four of The Crown, like, the whole, like, Diana and yeah, Charles thing. Yeah, you're so... Oh, my God. Like, I bet she's going to say something about it. You're yeah. so right. <laughs> I saw that, but also in the interview with Paul McCartney, she said she was reading Rebecca, which is literally a book about a young girl marrying this rich man yeah. who, like, she doesn't even have a first name in the book. Like, she's so, like, unimportant as a character to him, mm-hmm. and she just wants to please him so much. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And yeah. my favorite line from it is, took this dagger in me and removed it, gained the weight of you, and then lost it. Mm. which I don't know I just I don't know it's just like I think it's good (laughs) yeah and I think I have this at number six on my list uh I think this is uh it's number 13 for me oh but it'll probably grow on me like I said the last time I listened to it I liked it more than the past couple times yeah yeah okay 
Shall we? <laughs> Shall we jump into no body, no crime? <laughs> okay, first off, I'm stating right now, if you don't like no body, no crime, you're a misogynist. <laughs> That's yeah. just what it be. <laughs> Um, we can't be friends if you don't like nobody, no crime is the thing. It's just so good. Um, she said in the little chat before the Willow video was released that it was really inspired by, like, true crime podcasts that she had been listening to. Yeah. And I can see it. It's bad bitch vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, very Carrie Underwood. 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 <laughs> Underwood. Very big little lies. Yeah. Just a vibe. The chicks tweeted like at the at Taylor and Haim and they said sisters before misters heart and then they tagged it goodbye Earl and nobody no crime literally this confirming is that this like is like Carrie wrote goodbye yes, Earl this is like this is like um um what's Carrie before he cheats and goodbye Earl had a baby and oh, it's this song yeah it's so good it's it's so good also <laughs> I have to talk about this this Twitter moment because it made me laugh so hard last <laughs> night I was like delirious because I was so tired all day and I stayed up to listen to this album when it was like two in the morning and I was exhausted but I couldn't stop listening and Taylor Nation tweeted I know they were referring to in this tweet the fact that Haim was also on it so it's like yeah girl power or whatever yeah but the way they worded it was so funny because they tweeted nobody no crime is a jam loving the female power on this song <laughs> <laughs> which is like honestly one of the funniest things I've ever read it's like I and so then I quote tweeted them and I said absolutely obsessed with how Taylor Nation is calling murder girl power <laughs> and then I also said did Taylor Swift effectively utilize girl power when she and Harry Styles committed vehicular manslaughter <laughs> which 100% is what this song is about <laughs> what the story is but i also know what the understory is listen i probably got blacklisted from taylor nation forever for tweeting that so you guys better laugh it's funny yeah i literally it's it's just so funny and i think that this i like it probably won't happen because she like hates us but this would be the most fun music video ever oh taylor give it to me i can imagine seeing her hand like opening the like doors that are always in the cowboy westerns and rolling in and oh i I can just see her and the Haim sisters like it's like they're popping the trunk of a car and the camera's from the trunk of the car and it's like looking up at them and they're like peering in at the body and it's like someone's like the sheriff and they're Mm -hmm. like oh Yes. Oh my god. I yeah, I'm obsessed with the song. I love the Olive Garden shout out. I just think it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um also the plot of this song was so confusing to me. The first couple like I didn't even realize I didn't get it until I listened to it like four times in a row at three AM and I was like, Oh, he murdered like whatever her name is. Estee. Esty. And then Taylor murdered him. I get it now. <laughs> Because before I was like, where did SD go? Is Taylor SD? I'm confused. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, so funny. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I'm obsessed with this. I, I love it so much. Um, yeah. This was, this was what I wanted it to be. Although I will say my prediction, my predictions about the song were like pretty much spot on because I was like, it's going to be like Goodbye Earl by the Chicks and the Haim sisters are going to be criminally underused. And I was right on both counts. Yeah. <laughs> They, like, could have done so much more. They could have had their own verse in the song. Yeah, just give them a little more. Like, I wish Taylor would use her female collabs more than just, like, backing harmonies. Yeah. Because, like, she put she gives her, like, male collabs so much more, like, space in the song. And I'm like, I want the Haim sisters to, like, have more energy in the song. Like, you can barely tell that they're even there besides Danielle saying, yeah, dude, she was with me. <laughs> yeah. Also, where's Alana? I don't know. Like, because Danielle was like, yeah, she's with me. me. And... As- both Estee and Danielle are, like, put in as, like, vocals, 
Yeah. Daniel, uh, Alana is not on it at all. Damn. They really said <laughs> Taylor is Alana now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, our third sister. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Where is this on your list? Um, it is, oh wait, sorry. I think it's four or three. It is four. Mine is at 11 at the moment. Ooh. Which I really like it, but there's just songs I like more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a little misogynistic of you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I'm not like our friend Nathan, Nathan who said... Nathan dead last. Dead last. Come on. Nathan, this is a call-out post for you specifically. Yeah, just say you hate women. <laughs> just say you hate girl power. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> on to the next track, Happiness. Um... Which I, I think is, it was like, okay, happiness to me feels the very same way that I felt about peace the first time I heard it, mm. where I knew it was a good song, and I know in my mind that it's like amazing messaging and amazing lyrics, but I personally just, it's like, I don't know, it's a very one note for me, and it was very slow, and I know this will grow on me, mm-hmm. like, because peace now is like one of my favorite songs on the album, yeah but at the moment, it was just a little too slow. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I like it. I also think it's gonna grow on me again. Cannot click with the slow songs right now because I'm too excited about Nobody No Crime. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the chorus, like, there'll be happiness after you, but there was happiness because of you. Both of these things can be true. I didn't, actually, that's like one of the ones I didn't love. Like, yeah, okay. I felt like there were just, I don't know. It was also, taken back. It was too basic to me. I, I like the message. The lyrics, I think, are a little bit clunky, but I really like the way she sings it, so it yeah. all balances out for me. Yeah, yeah. I love the way she sings it. I just think, like, I know I can think of better ways to say that exact same thing, mm-hmm. and Taylor Swift is a million times better than me, <laughs> so she could have thought of better ways to say that. What would, how would you say it? I can't think of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I literally was thinking about it last night, though. Yeah. Like, the whole idea, like, the duality of, like, moving on, like, past someone. Yeah. And... Like, I don't think it's, like, her... Like, it's a good... It's a fine lyric. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone else had written this, it would be great. But because it's Taylor, I just expected a little more from this idea that is, like, so, like, hard to verbalize. Because that's what she's so good at, is, like, taking yeah. these, like, things that you feel and being, like, I will verbalize them in, like, the craziest way possible. Yeah. I don't know. I think it kind of... I think, okay... I understand completely the feeling that she's describing. Like, I understand exactly what she was... She's communicating it very well. Mm -hmm. I just think she has the skill to do it a little more poetically. Yeah. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, that's the same way that I felt about peace. Like, Mm. the the line where she's like, would it be enough if I could never give you peace? Like, I used to think that was so boring as a line. But but now I like it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think simplicity works in its favor. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that... Yeah, maybe this will grow grow on us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I really like, um, in the second verse, when she says, I hope she'll, I hope she'll be your beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you. No, I didn't mean that. Sorry, I can't see facts through all my fury. You haven't met the new me yet. I know. I just, I love interjections. Yes. No! (laughs) And the growth of, like, from better to, better than revenge to this is, like, phenomenal. Also, like, um... Like, the phrase, a beautiful fool, very reminiscent of, like, Great Gatsby and, like, the whole um, idea of um, Daisy being, like, I would just want my daughter to be a beautiful fool. (laughs) And, like, you know, because life is easier when you're a beautiful fool. Yeah. It sounds fun. I would love to be a beautiful fool. (laughs) 
And then it like connects later because she's like, "All you want from me now is the green light of forgiveness." Yeah, and then you meet, and I think she'll reference. give you that. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, because like green light on the one hand, it's like green light go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also could be if we're connecting it to Great Gatsby again, is like. The green light is, like, the thing that you desire most of all, but the thing that is completely out of your reach. So, like, she's saying, like, the forgiveness is... It's, like, on the one hand, um, the green light, like, she could give it to him. Like, I, like in the next line, she says, you haven't met the new me yet, and I think she'll give you that. Like, yeah. that being, perhaps, the green light. Yeah. But also, it's a little ambiguous, so it's, like will he ever get the green light? Is the green light just the thing that he's constantly pursuing and never achieving? Yeah. So and it's I like, like the ambiguity. Will, like, she she also hasn't met the new her yet, so how can she say for sure yeah. that this new version of her will be able to, like, forgive? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just so good. And then she has, like, some fun lyrics, like, when did all our lessons start to look like weapons pointed at my deepest hurt? Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I... But, but I'm... <laughs> but now I'm right down in it. All the years I've given is just shit we're dividing up. Which yeah. is, I don't know. Oh. Um, to me, okay, again, try to tie it to something she could be watching, mm-hmm. Marriage Story. Ooh. Which I didn't like, but this is, like, <laughs> I could literally, this is the exact story that Marriage Story is trying to tell. Mm. Is, like, it starts with the divorce and then, like, having to, like, literally pack, like, your stuff up and create new lives and find out who you are without each other. But yeah. also find a way to keep each other enough that you can, like, raise a kid together and stuff like that. Yeah. And... I feel like it, this song matches that a lot. Yeah. I also really like the post-chorus of, like, in our history there is a great, across our great divide there is a glorious sunrise dappled with the flickers of light. Just poetic. Just poetry. Yeah. I love that. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that song might might have to bump up on my list because it's kind of low right now and I don't think it deserves it. Yeah, right now it's number 15 for me. Yeah, it's 12 right now for me. <sighs> yeah. Okay, on to... Dorothea! Woo! Oh, I love this song so much. This sounds exactly like something the Lumineers would sing. Yeah. I can imagine this coming out of their mouths. Yes. Um, She said in the little chat thing that Dorothea is not a direct continuation of the Betty James August story, but in her mind, Dorothea went to the same school as Betty James and Inez, mm-hmm. which I think is like a fun little dynamic. She's yeah. just also there, but she's a celebrity. Yeah. She's like, um, bye. <laughs> um, there's a lot of speculation that she's the character that comes back into the damn season, which we like touched on. Yeah. Um, Taylor interposed the melody from uh, Ooh La La by The Faces mm. um, in which part? I have to go back to it. Um, I, think, I think the part where she's like, ooh, the ooze that she says. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so good. I love this song. I think it's very, like, like, someone on the Reddit said that it feels like a commercial break from the rest of the album. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of does. Like, it's a very different vibe. Um, I do love it. it, it okay, Dorothea is now an it girl, mm-hmm. a la Ophelia and, um, Michelle and, um, what's her name from the Plain White Tees. Oh, Delilah. Delilah, yeah. This gives me very much Delilah vibes. Yeah. Um, and, like, I like this. I just like how, like, sweet it is in a way. Like, the the narrator is just, like, purely obsessed with this girl, and he's not, like, pressed about it one way or the other. Yeah, he's, he's just not like, like, come back to me, bitch. Yeah, he's, he's not like, like hey. oh, I'm gonna be so sad if you don't love me. He's just like, I will take any scrap of attention from you <laughs> yeah. that I can get. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. I just think it's so sweet. I like this song a lot. It, yeah. It's a, it's kind of boppy. 
Um, it does feel a little middle of the pack for me just because it's like sweet, but it doesn't have a lot of heft to it in mm. a way. Like very, um, I don't know. Yeah. Not going yeah. to mean. Like, um, it's not as deep as some of the other stuff, which is fine. Yeah. I like it just the same. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, so, of course, as always, anytime a girl's name is mentioned in anything Taylor does, mm-hmm. the stands come out. Yeah. So, let's talk through some of the theories around this song. Okay. Some people are theorizing that it's about Selena Gomez, because she's been very vocal that Wizard of Oz is her favorite, like, movie ever. And also, there's the line where she's like, "You're selling, you're a queen selling dreams, selling makeup in magazines." And uh, Selena just released her new rare beauty line. True. Um, and then there is another theory that it's not about Gigi, but connected to Gigi's new baby, oh. who she has not released the name of yet. But everyone thinks right. that the baby's name is Dorothea because, like, a week before this album was released, Gigi posted a picture of, like, her being pregnant and said, in August, this was what I looked like or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, her and Gigi are really good friends. Yeah. So it could have easily been a tie into, like, August being the eighth Mm. track and stuff like that, Um, and Dorothea also being the eighth track. Yeah. And then there's the people who think it's a tie-in to Carly Klaus, um, Mm. because you've got shiny new friends since you left town, um, you know, her friendship with, like, Katy Perry now. Yeah. But also, where is it? And if you're ever tired of being known for who you know, her connection to the Trump family now, since she married... (laughs) What's his name? Yeah. Yeah, whatever his name is. But they're both Democrats, but, like, you know. Yeah. It's still her connection to the Trump family. Yeah. Um, I don't believe any of these, but I thought that they was, like, okay. Yeah, this feels very fictional to me. Like, I don't yeah. think she's really talking about anyone in particular. Yeah. It feels... The way she's talked about it so far, it just feels like it's very much a character that she made up. No, I agree. Um, and if anything, I think it reflects more on herself because it's, like, the character is, like, going off and trying to, like, make it in Hollywood and everything. Yeah. It's, like, to the way I pictured it in my mind, it was, like, the version... Like, you know when she wrote Mean? She was, like, I'm out, bye. It was, like, if a guy was, like, infatuated with her and then heard me and was like, God, you're gonna leave me. (laughs) Um, But I also, it gives me, like, very 40s, 50s Hollywood vibes. Mm. And I was also saying that, like, I do think in some ways that there is a connection to Wizard of Oz because, you know, then she also left the small town of Kansas and, like, went on to, like, you know, the Diamond Castle or whatever it's called. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just, this song is very fictional to me, too. I don't think it's tied to any specific person. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fun, though. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Um, where is this song on your list? Uh, number nine. This song is number seven for me. Mm. Okay. What's next? Coney Island! Ooh. Oh, okay. This song... Number three. <laughs> this song, the only reason it's number three is because I've been listening to the to the bops a little more. Yeah. But this song, just tears. Just, <laughs> I can't even, like, emotionally explain how I feel about this song. I have the exact opposite experience where this song has not given me anything. <laughs> really? Oh. I just think it's, like, kind of forgettable, a little boring, and I... I don't know, I like the harmonies, but it just isn't really that interesting to me. I think it, I think this is one of the ones where if I put it on repeat for like 20 minutes, I would really like it, but I just haven't had the time. It's just not clicking for me yeah. so far. Yeah. I, I just, ugh, this song just makes me cry. <laughs> um, it's really good. There's some unconfirmed span, 
fan speculation that it's actually a reject from her 2017 album. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's not my speculation. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw What was it. their reasoning? Did they say? It was on Genius. They did not say. Oh. But I trust Genius enough that I know I will be informed by the time that we do a video, like a podcast That's on enough. this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess the line of like, um, let me find it, about forgetting the name at the podium is kind of reminiscent of uh, Calvin Harris not thanking Taylor in his acceptance speech when she thanked him in her acceptance speech. Like, but when I walked up to the podium, I think I forgot to say your name, which seems a little out of place in the rest of the song. Like, I'm kind of confused as to what that line is doing there. Yeah. But okay, for that area, okay, I have like two completely different meet like connections to the song like mm-hmm. what I think that they mean but for that part it feels like that whole bridge is like talking about a different relationship like um where you stand in the hallway with a big cake happy birthday is from the moment I knew mm. did I paint your bluest skies the darkest gray is from dear john oh. when I got into an accident her with harry, harry? <gasps> and I walked up to the podium her with calvin whoa so, like you just blew this <laughs> wide open <laughs> Like, that's, like, how I see, like, okay, but I feel like that whole bridge is more confusing to me because the first time I heard it, (laughs) this is so bad, (laughs) the first time I heard it, the story that I imagined is, like, the, like, Matt sings the part of, like, the the dad, sort of, and he is dead. Like, (laughs) dead on dead. Yeah. And, like, the way I said it was about this, like, father and child who like didn't have the best relationship Mm. but they were like working on it and then he like died or whatever and this is not really you know connected to anything she said but I like like if I can't relate to anymore then who am I related to is like Taylor Swift being like the kid and being like I like I don't feel like you're like my dad anymore um and then I feel like okay sometimes I don't know who's speaking who but did I close my fist around something delicate is like like any relationship that you have but especially like I feel like especially for girls and fathers the relationship is so delicate and mm-hmm. there's almost not that many good father daughter <laughs> relationships to be honest um and i'm sitting on a bench in coney island where, wondering where did my baby go a little baby a like a literal <laughs> child <laughs> Oh my the god. The fast this is... times, the bright lights, the merry go. I was thinking kid things. Oh my god. Okay, this is giving me like there was like a theory in the Pophead subreddit like months ago that uh-huh. was like dedicated side B. It's about Carly Carly Ray Jepsen talking to her baby. And it made sense up until a point where in a song she's like, it's like you need like he needs me is the song and she's like, ah yes, the the baby needs her in every way, and they crossed out the part where Carly said sexually. <laughs> Um, sorry for not making you my centerfold. I feel like one of the worst parts of father-daughter relationships is that, like, you know, like, you're, like, at some point your child, like, a mom just ends up dedicating a lot of her life to being with her kids, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, like, it feels like your, like, your dad just not doing that. Like, he's like, I'm at work, I'm out. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) over and over, (laughs) lost again with no surprise, disappointment, close my eyes. Mm. Fathers are disappointing. (laughs) Um, the question pounds in my head, what's the lifetime of achievement if I push you to the edge? I'm working, I'm working, I'm building up to become this, like, person. Whoa. And I've ignored you as my kid the whole time. Um, then I mi- I, I kind of miss that part. Oh, yeah, when you're too wise to trust me and too old to care, when you, like, are, like, a teenager and it, like, gets to that point where we can't build our relationship anymore. Yeah. And we were, like, the mob before the internet. Sorry for not winning you an arcade ring. Which is my favorite line in the song. I love the yeah. way she says that. But, like, literally, like, sorry for, like, not being there and being part of, like, causing you joy in your life pretty yeah. much. And then, like, 
you're slowly starting to build up the relationship um and then he like dies and it's like were you waiting for me with a big cake happy birthday did I paint your bluest skies gray when I got into an accident like the last thing that I thought about was like your face Whoa. and then the podium <laughs> to me was like where she was about to deliver the eulogy <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um but yeah Again, <laughs> that's, like, very far from the actual meaning, but, like, the first time I heard it, that's, like, immediately what I thought of. I'm kind of obsessed with that, because there's nothing really in the song that really suggests that the relationship is strictly 100% romantic, mm-hmm. besides maybe, like, um, but you were too polite to leave me, which I guess, you know, running like water, leaving like a father. Yeah. It could be. But yeah, I actually really like that interpretation. Also, the, like, bridge being about all her ex-boyfriends. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because that, that's, like, it's, like, literally it's so true. all of them. It's like, all the of them. The connection to the song makes so much She was not trying to hide the connections in the Yeah, bridge. because these are, like, really specific moments that everyone knows about because she already put them in her songs. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, you just you just blew this song wide open for <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, this like what the I don't this is oh I just love this song. Yeah, and I also really love Matt's voice. Just I know like, yeah a lot I really of, like it. I saw on Reddit like a lot of people think that he doesn't sound good or that their <gasps> voices don't match together. I disagree. But in my mind, when I heard the song, the whole point is that he's supposed to be an old rugged father. <laughs> <laughs> so his voice isn't really supposed to be like a romantic soothing voice. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I like the way that their voices blend together. I think yeah. it sounds cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, wow, I need to re-listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) This is, yeah, my number two. I've listened to it far too many times already. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, number 14 for me right now. But it I'm... You've given me much to think about. (laughs) So... (laughs) Okay, now we're on to my favorite song, Ivy. Okay, I have so many thoughts and feelings about this song. Yes. Mostly about how, again, I think the song is really gay. And, like... Okay, I'm just obsessed with the medieval sound. I'm obsessed. 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 And I love the way that she used certain phrases, like, your touch brought forth an incandescent glow is, like, a very, like... Who the fuck says that? Yeah, that's a very old-timey way to say I touched your hand and it felt nice. And, like, I love the line, I'd meet you where the spirit meets the bones, which I think is a literary reference. It's Yeah, it's so... Genius says that it's connected to this poem called Compassion by Miller Williams. Mm. And the poem is... Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What seems conceit, bad manners, or cynicism is always a sign of things no one, no ears have heard, no eyes have seen. You don't know what wars are going on down there where the spirit meets the bones. Ooh, I love that. I love, yeah, I love that line. Um, (laughs) I just love the story of the song. It feels very much to me like, um, like she's a medieval peasant married to like this neutrally boring man who doesn't really like pay attention to her or know what's going on and but he like likes her in the way that he thinks that she likes him and like she's having an affair with like this ethereal witch like woman who comes in and out of their town and like she like takes stolen moments with her and like suddenly realizes that like she's a lesbian. Love <laughs> um, <laughs> Like oh my god. I'm just I'm obsessed with like Oh, goddamn, my f- my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand. I just think the way she sings that, so hooky, so, like, catchy. Also, like, the use of passive voice in the line, um, it's been promised to another when she's talking about, like, like, oh, goddamn, my, my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand, taking mine, but it's been promised to another. So, like, the way that she, the, the passive voice in that song, in that sentence suggests that, like, the, 
her hand being promised to someone else is Look, out of her control. Her <laughs> yeah, which fits in with the old-timey scheme that we have yeah. going on here. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, and I like, have a question about this line. Yeah. Because it's been, like, driving me crazy. Like, I feel like I've heard the weight, like, the, the pattern in which she says that somewhere else. The, like, okay, the, it's been promised to another. Like, I feel like she says, like, that same thing somewhere in folk. Like, not okay. the words, but, like, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I don't know. Oh, I did God, have a note. Insane. <laughs> I had a note about that specific bit, um, because like the way that she sings it, um, like where she says, "Oh goddamn, my my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand, taking mine, but it's been promised to another." And it almost sounds like she's gonna say "man" after that, like it's been promised to another man. But then it runs straight into "Oh, I can't" instead. Uh. So like. I mean, ignoring the sapic vibes that I'm getting off of the song, <laughs> I really like the way she did that, where it's like, it just gives the whole thing a sense of urgency, yeah. and like, I don't know. But anyway, going back to my dumb theory, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, it, it definitely is giving me arranged marriage, arranged bet- betrothal vibes. Um, I'm obsessed with the production, I would die for whatever the string instrument is, mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's called. Um, I also really like how the pronouns are super sparse in this, because she could have easily said but I've been promised to another man, but she doesn't. Yeah, because she's like, to another man, oh, oh goddamn. God yeah, but she does not. <laughs> she she said, I know y'all saw Betty and thought it was for you, so uh-huh. I'm giving you one that's actually for you this time. <laughs> um, and, like, okay, the bridge also gives me, like, really, like, queer energy as well because it's, like, so, yeah, it's a fire, it's a goddamn blaze in the dark, and you started it. Like, her life was so cold and lonely because she didn't know who she was, and she didn't realize that, like, the person she was with, she wasn't capable of loving until she mm. meets this person who, like, lights a fire in her and, like, gives her warmth in the dark, and, like, just, like, and she falls in love with them and realizes what life can be like when you genuinely love someone, yeah. and, like, I know that that could be straight, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, like, living in the dark metaphor feels very, like, queer self-discovery narrative to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm obsessed with, I love the song so much. Like, I can't even describe how much I love the song. I just, I love the way she says, like, oh, goddamn, God oh, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, to me, to me, it actually, like, it's the same medieval story, mm-hmm. but the way I saw it, the person she's married to is in some level of power, like, he's, like, a prince or something, <gasps> yeah. and that's what complicates the situation more, yeah. like, she can't, just can't run away, like, yeah. he will hunt her down, like, she's in a little more danger. Yes, okay, because there's also the line about him, like, burning the house down or whatever. Yeah. Okay, also, okay, going off of that, it's, like, <laughs> she's, like, betrothed to this prince or whatever but then her like hand she falls in love with yeah. her handmaid yeah that was gonna be a servant yeah like, someone with in a position of less power also she says drink my husband's wine so he has to be yes. at least rich. rich yeah he's rich and they're like enjoying the like his riches with that okay also like there's like um i can't remember where it is um it's like sorry 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 um Okay, I wish to know the fatal flaw that makes you long to be magnificently cursed. He's in the room. Your opal eyes are all I wish to see. He wants what's only yours. Like, first of all, whoa. (laughs) Second of all, that that feels a little... I know it's not explicitly stated, but the way she says he's in the room almost implies to me, like, the lover is also in the room. Mm. And, like... Oh, no, they're, 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 they're all three people. in the same room, but <laughs> he's not noticing that they're in love because he doesn't realize that they're capable of having that relationship because yeah. it's gay. Let me have this, guys. 
I agree with you. I, I see exactly what you're laying down with this one. <laughs> I also just love the line, he wants what's only yours. Like, it's so sinister in a way. Yeah. Like, oh, God. And, and, and she's, like, so dedicated to this other person and, like, oh, God, Taylor, I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> I just love the way she says, my house is stone, your ivy grows, and now I'm covered in you. Yeah, I love oh, that line. Oh, my God. Just, yes. <laughs> oh my god okay okay also i love you you started it so yeah it's a war it's the goddamn fight of my life and you started it you started it uh, also oh i can't stop stop you putting roots in my dreamland like uh, <laughs> now i'm covered in you now i'm covered in you it's just, just so good. I, it's just so I good. cannot get over how much I'm obsessed with this song. I just now I want to listen to it right now. It's great <laughs> at this moment. Oh, and that's it. This is another song where I think the bridge like grows enough that I like that's what makes the song perfect to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like it like I, the song. Everything else about the song makes it a good song. Yeah. But then the bridge comes in, and I'm like, oh, oh don't make me feel like this right now. <laughs> God, yeah. God. Okay. Also, just the whole first verse. It, it really sets, like, this fairy tale energy. Yeah. And, this like, would be another perfect music video. Oh, my God. Give Okay, here's... The only reason I don't want this to be a music video is because I think she would make it straight, and I don't yeah, want it to be straight. True. I want it to be gay. We but... should make it a music video. Oh, my God. Can we actually? <laughs> that would be, be so, so fun. We can go to the, like, thrift store, buy yes! fairy dresses. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop. We actually okay. have to do this. Can we actually... okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we have to do I this. call being the lover. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I want to be the princess. Okay. 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 Wait. Which one? Which one of our guy friends are we gonna force to be the male? Sam, obviously. Yes. <laughs> I was <thinking> Sam. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening to this, stop preparing for your role. role? Yeah. You are a rich husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, um, I just love the line, um, like. I'd meet, I'd meet you where the spirit meets the bone in a faith-forgotten land in from the snow. Your touch brought in, brought forth an incandescent glow, tarnished but so grand. Like, there's just so much packed into that, like, stanza, like... Yeah. Oh. Oh, like... Well, okay, faith-forgotten land also gives me sapphic vibes. Yes. Because, you know, like, religion is, like, ill gay people. Yes! <laughs> so she's like, fuck that! <laughs> yes, and then in from the snow sort of gives me this, like she's inviting this person in and like they're sort of mysterious to her mm. and like you're touch like the moment they touch they have a connection yeah. like <sighs> god tarnished but so grand tarnished because they can't be together but so grand because it's nothing like she's ever experienced oh. before <laughs> it's like how was i gonna know that you were gonna touch me in all of these amazing ways that were like not meant to be because of like where i am in my life right now yes. but i'm in love with you <laughs> <laughs> and the old window the old widow goes to stone every day but I don't I just sit here and wait grieving yeah. for the living and I know Girl. it's called Ivy because your Ivy grows but the lover to me is named Ivy the lover is named Ivy what is the lover supposed to be named if it's not Ivy <laughs> oh. god I just I love this song so much oh I love this song so much. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was saying, I, again, <laughs> tying this to something that she could possibly be watching, Outlander. Yes! This is the exact same type of story that is happening exactly in Outlander, except for, you know, the straight mm-hmm. version. Yeah. Or Rain. <laughs> Very similar story. King of France, his bastard brother. Yeah. Uh, it's all there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Can we can we talk about verse three for a minute? Yeah. Because the passage of time where she's like, okay... 
Like, clover blooms in the field, spring breaks loose, the time is near. What would he do if he found us out? Crescent moon coast is clear. Spring breaks loose, but so does fear. He's gonna burn this house to the ground. How First off, the lyricism in this. Horrified. How can Who someone gave her the write right? this? Who gave Who her the right? <laughs> Ma'am, excuse oh. me? Um, like, okay, and then also... I'd live and die for the moments that we still all begged and borrowed time. Like, the wordplay? Phenomenal. Because, okay, some of my some of my issues with, like, some of the wordplay in Lover is that it builds off of cliches in a way that I don't think is necessarily super constructive or, mm. like, clever. Yeah. But this feels like an example of where she can build on a cliche in such a clever way and use it to her advantage to, like, evoke this very specific feeling like beg borrow and steal the like phrase yeah and like she's like we'd live and die for the moments we stole on begged and borrowed time like the time oh my god i just bro (laughs) this is so much so tell me to run or dare to sit and watch what will become like she's like they're like they want to run away together and be with each other and then like okay my other even more dumb interpretation uh-huh. is that the lover is like a vampire or something. <gasps> so, but like something specific that has to do with the sun or something. So it's like safe in the winter. But that's what she's saying. Like spring breaks loose. The time is near. Yeah. It's going to be sunny. We have to figure out what to do because yes. you can't go out in the sun. He will find out. Oh my God. Which yes. again, a very stupid interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. Like I also love clover blooms in the fields because it's very, it's giving me very medieval Europe vibes. Yeah. Like, and isn't it clover? Like that's like the lucky like thing is a lucky clover a four yeah, leaf clover, clover yeah. yeah it's it's very like irish in a way yeah which i like because oh. i am also irish <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i also just love the like little like what would he do if he found us out sprinkled in there yeah also the way that like the passage of time in this stanza specifically where it's like it's like moving on from the winter like the beginning there's snow and now it's spring and they've gotten away with it so far but like how much longer can they get away with it yeah like whoo it's just yeah yeah i'm i'm obsessed with the song clearly yeah it's just so good (laughs) it's so good so good it's so good okay on to cowboy like me yeah (laughs) i mean that was number one for me obviously (laughs) i think that's my number three or four or something like that yeah but yeah it's oh it's perfect. Perfect. It's yeah. such a good song. Okay. Cowboy Like Me. Yes. Okay. This one, I was confused with that. I liked it, but, like, I was expecting something so totally different from what it gave me. Yeah. That when it gave me what it gave me, I was confused. I needed to take a minute to process it. Yeah. Also, to maybe it's just me being dumb, mm-hmm. but, like, Cowboy Like Me as the name, like, makes sense and both doesn't make sense. She says it in the, the line, but, like, to me, it would, you know, like, con artist like me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, prostitute like me. Yeah. yeah. I wrote very extensive notes about how I really thought this was about two prostitutes. <laughs> okay, Which, but that's like, what I thought it was, too. Okay, so I'm not alone. Okay, because well, I was because like... Because she said two young con artists who fall in love while hanging out at fancy resorts while trying to score rich romantic beneficiaries. Okay, it's two so they're sugar, sugar babies. babies. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Sex worker rights, okay? Yeah. Like, okay, I feel so stupid. <laughs> because, like, I was listening to the song, like, I think it must have been, it was either last night or this morning. I think it was last night. And I was, of course, dead tired. And I was like, oh, this song is about two prostitutes who fall in love. I'm kind of obsessed that Taylor would go that way. And then I, like, went to, like, the subreddit thread and they were like, oh, it's about her and Joe. And I was like, her and okay, Joe? <laughs> moment i don't understand the connection to her like to yeah me, i didn't so read it at- fictional yeah like it doesn't connect to her at all yeah i agree <laughs> i think 
it was just very funny to me to be like, ah, oh, two prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> I open the thing and then being like, ah, oh, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. But the line telling, telling all the rich folks anything they want to hear, like it could be love, like that's sh- sugar baby. Yeah. Sugar baby. 100%. Yeah. Oh. I feel like the only reason, okay, this is what I think, the only reason people who think it's about her and Joe is the line, you asked me to dance, but I said dancing is a dangerous game. Yeah, dancing, dancing with, with our hands, hands tied. tied. Yeah. But, uh, th- dancing is so present in so many of her songs. It yeah. It makes no sense. It's, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I do really like, I don't know. I love how the, she, the way she rhymes way forward with pay for it. Yeah. I, just really clever, really beautiful. I also really like... Um, the ending to the song, with your boots beneath my bed forever is the sweetest con. Like, yeah. they, they, like, I love how they, like, so many of her storytelling songs end in tragedy, but this one they get to end up together and, like, be happy. Yeah. Like, I just, and they keep conning people. Like, I just together. love that. Bonnie, together. Bonnie and Bonnie. Bonnie and Bonnie! <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love, I love the way she says, like, I've got some tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> I, I just think, it's just so, like... Oh, relaxing. There's just so much pause, and it's just so good. And yeah. I said it was like if the people in Getaway Car fell in love. Yeah. Because it's like the same thing, but then Taylor was like, I'm conning you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's so good. Um, There's backing by Marcus Mumford, which mm-hmm. you can a little bit here. There's like sort of the guitar riff from um, Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw which yes. is so cute. I love how she like tied in a lot of her old music into this. I think it must have been because she's re-recording stuff and yeah. like it was just on it was mind. reminiscent for her. Yeah. yeah, like, God, I just I really like this song. Like I love I've I've had some tricks up my sleeve. Takes one to know one. You're a cowboy like me. Yeah, and like I love how slow it is and how like romantic it is. Even though it's like about these two people who are like kind of like scammers. I just love how they're like so deeply. It's like. The way that it's romantic in is like very like love story romantic and not like like you would think it would be more getaway card Bonnie and Clyde yeah. like vibes but it's it she gives it the same sort of like energy that she would give like a typical romantic story and I yeah. really like that. It's just so good and the way sort of like the like melody sounds or something it's like I can imagine it playing in like in the background at, like, a bar or something like that, mm-hmm. like, if this was, like, was going on, because, like, you know, sometimes you see, like, in movies where it's, like, they're, like, having a drink and it's, like, an empty bar, um, like, I can imagine playing this sort of in the background, yeah. and that would make sense, mm-hmm. um, and I love the line, and the skeletons in both our closets, plotted hard as fuck, plotted hard to fuck this up, and the old men that have swindled really did believe I was the one. <laughs> and the ladies lunching have their stories about when you pass through town, but that was before I locked it down. Yeah, oh, just so good. I, I don't know. I, the Again, the only thing I don't understand is I don't understand the cowboy element. Yeah, the cow, cowboy, <laughs> the word cowboy, I think, I think she really just couldn't find another way to say con, like, it's, wow. you know, scammer like me doesn't have the same <laughs> yeah. ring to it. I just like, maybe it's because I don't know enough about the cowboy code. Yeah. <laughs> what it means to be a cowboy. <laughs> it feels yeah. very unrelated to the sugar baby theme of this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I really, really, really like this song. Yeah. Um, where is it on my list? It's number eight, which I think will probably, again, it'll probably rise a little bit as time goes on because I, this one's growing on me. Yeah, this one is number nine on my list. Okay. Long on story two. short. This is, okay, I think I put it on my list a second, but it's tied for number one with Champagne Problems. Yeah. This song 
from the moment I heard it, I was like, this is it. I'm here for this. Yeah. Okay. This has my favorite lyrics of the whole album. I like, love it. Hands oh. down. The way, okay. It's just, okay. <laughs> and if he feel, and he feels like home, if the shoe fix, if the shoe fits walking it everywhere you go is maybe one of my all time favorite lines from her. Oh, it's the way perfect. she sings it is so cute. Like, oh, I just, I love it so much. And like, the only thing about this song that like, I don't particularly like, and it's not even this song's fault, is that it sounds very similar to, like, Closer by Halsey and the Chainsmokers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, they're like, oh, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And this is more like, I can't even, like, see, they get confused. They get, like, confused in my head. Like, I can't even, like, really separate the melodies. Yeah. But... It's different enough that I know it was probably not intentional and I'm just being weird because I think it's just that they have, like, very similar rhythms. Like, it's just du-du-du-du and then a different note. Yeah. And that, in my mind, like, confuses the two things together. Yeah. yeah. But, like, this is, like, obviously a, a superior song to Closer, <laughs> which Halsey refuses to even play anymore because she doesn't like it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I just, I love the song. Yeah. I think, okay... Talking about the if the shoe fits line, yeah. I love how it like goes from if the shoe fits, walk in it till your heel till your high heels break. Yeah, because that to me is almost about like you know like usually when someone says if the shoe fits, wear it. It's not a good thing. It's like it's like oh if the shoe fits, like if the shoe fits, wear it. Like it's something you want to deny about yourself, but they're saying you have all of these things. Yeah. To me, that's a lot about like the media perception of Taylor Swift, and then mm. her having to be like, well, if this is what they think of me in some ways, I guess I'm gonna have to embody wear it. That, yes. Right? Oh my god. Until the high heel breaks. Yeah. But then the second line, if the shoe fits, walking walk in everywhere, everywhere you, go, you go, feels more like Cinderella, yes. where it's like finally she's like finding love, and she's like, I will be walking in these shoes, assholes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I'm upset. I I love that. I love that so much. Ah! <laughs> oh, it's just this song is just so so perfect and it has the and i fell from the pedestal right down the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole first pedestal because of course it's like what the industry does to celebrities rabbit hole back to wonderland yes <laughs> i love that song from 1989 <laughs> um very throw like again throw out our cloaks and daggers to when i dropped my sword i threw it in the bushes and knocked on your door yeah which i like the first time i heard it i was like okay this is a fine line but now it's actually one of my favorite lines in the song like, just the imagery of her being, like, <laughs> tossing away a sword yeah, and being, like, like I'm here open for up. <laughs> I'm here for love. And we live in peace, but if someone comes at us this time, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's passing by, rare as the glitter of a comet in the sky. <laughs> okay, okay, here's why I like this song so much. Because I feel like the, like, um, rhythm of the way that she says everything, like, because I fell down, like, the line you just said specifically yeah. feels very much like a children's nursery rhyme in yeah. a way. Like, it's a little fairy tale. And, like, oh, the story is so cute. And, like, yeah. the way she's telling it is so, like, sweet and romantic. And, like, there's allusions to, like, other stuff that she's talked about that are, like, darker. But, like, the way she's telling the story now is very, like, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan. Yeah. Like, that type of story. It's literally, like, the stories that you used to hear as a kid. And then, like, you hear them now as an adult. And you're, like... There was dark undertones to that, yes. and I never noticed it exactly. as a kid. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I just, I'm all about the song. And sonically, it really reminds me of my favorite song, From Red, Holy Ground. Yeah. Um, Just because, I don't know, it gives me that vibe. And I don't, the, I, I always felt I must look better in the rearview mirror <laughs> come, <laughs> come for my life. Yeah. Um, cl- Push from the precipice, clung to the nearest lips, long, wrong, oh, can't speak today. Wrong, long story short, it was the, <laughs> the wrong, wrong guy. guy. 
Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sorry, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Getting yeah. two... There's two mentions in Taylor songs. One, getaway car, two, this. The wrong lips. <laughs> no more keeping score. Now I just want to keep you warm. Very sweet. I and my that. waves meet your shore. <gasps> yeah. 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 I love this. I love this song. I think it's so sweet. And, yeah. It's yeah. up there for me. It's number five. Yeah. Again, tied for number one. I adore this song okay <laughs> next up marjorie. marjorie i really like this song this one is so good and um the intro beats are actually like a remix of this song called baba o'reilly mm. which is really i like i've only heard it a few times but like she like remixes it to like make them like lighter sort yeah. of but it has like the same like the yeah. electronic sound <laughs> i can't i can't recreate it yeah yeah um the first line like never Never be so kind, you forget to be clever. Never be so clever, you forget to be kind. I really like, partially because it reminds me of a Doctor Who quote that I almost got tattooed <laughs> on my body. <laughs> um, always try to be nice, but never fail to be kind. Like, I just like that sentiment very much. I'm very all about being nice to people. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love just, like, the tribute that she's paying to her, like, grandma with this. I love the meaning. Um... I don't have this relationship with my grandparents, yeah. so I can't really connect it to them like that. But I love... Oh, and the line where she says, like, if I didn't know any better, I think you were talking to me now, is the same melody as wanting was enough, enough for, for me, it, it was, was enough. enough. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite line... Okay, I connect this song a lot to my aunt in Italy because, like, there's a lot of the ways I feel about her. She's still mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, and I complained the whole way there, the car ride back and up the stairs. Yeah. And that's just such, like, a vivid image in my mind of, like, her, like, taking me to the beach and then, like, me coming back and complaining about, like, a sunburn or, yeah. like, not getting the popsicle I wanted or something like that. Yeah. I just love the whole bridge so much. Like, the autumn chill that wakes me up. You love the amber sky so much. And yeah. just all of it is really good. Um, it really makes me want to call my grandma because I like, yeah, like one of my grandmas I didn't, I wasn't really close with because uh, like, um, there's, I have 19 cousins and she has, she had 22 grandchildren. So, you know, I was pretty, I was, I was one of the, on the younger side. So I was like, she, she had a, you know, she had had that grandma energy for, like, my older sister, but once it came to me, it was like, <laughs> there's too many of you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, my other grandma, I'm, like, pretty tight with, so yeah. the song is, like, really, like, just some of the the lines, like, even though my other grandma hasn't died, <laughs> she's still alive, <laughs> she's still kicking, um, just, like, Asked you like I should have asked you questions. I should have asked you how to be. Asked you to write it down for me. Should have kept every grocery store receipt because every scrap of you would be taken from me. Like yeah, I, and I, I love <laughs> how she says, "Watch as you signed your name, Marjorie." Marjorie. Yeah, Ugh. I don't know. Like, That's so good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I whenever I have a conversation with my grandma, I'm always like, I should write this down. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has like the craziest like stories of like just doing crazy shit when she was like little and like. She, like, did so much stuff, like, during her life, like, when she was working, she was, like, a nurse during the AIDS crisis, she did all of this, she, like, worked as, like, a social worker for a long time, so she has, like, all these crazy stories about all the stuff she did, and, like, every time I'm, like, I, I, you should write this down, (laughs) like, I need to write this down, I don't want to forget any of this, so that, those lines, like, really make me think about that. Yeah. Uh, it's so good, and then you can hear her in the la- the outro, yeah, like, opera voice in the background, which 
tears. It was yeah. so good. It's really sweet. I really like it. I like how the song is, like, it's about missing her, but it's not, like, it's, like, sad, but it's, it's sort of, like, not bittersweet. I don't want to say it's not sad, because it is sad, but it doesn't feel, like, crushingly sad. Yeah. It feels, like, old sad. Yeah. Like, the sad has been around for a long time. Yeah, it feels like an ache. Yeah, it's like an ache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I really like this song. It's so good. I gotta call my grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, this is, I think it's, like, it's 10 for me. Yeah, it's 13 for me, just because there's, I don't connect to it that much. Yeah. And so, like, this album is just so good, so. Yeah, yeah. There's so many good songs, yeah. it's hard to choose. <laughs> um, Closure? Yes, okay. <laughs> Closure. I remember, we were actually really confused at this one. We I thought, thought, this thought was it was ad. a commercial. <laughs> yeah. Like, not the whole song, just, just like the, the beginning. Because it's, like, very metallic-y. Yeah. Um... It's good. Also, she has, like, two new producers on this one, mm. BJ Burton J- and James McAllister, as well as Aaron Desner. Ah. I don't know who those people are, but yeah. they are also on it. Um, but yeah, it's good. I like this song. I like the the message of the song, like, closure is bullshit, and it's fake, and, you know, people trying to get closure from you when you don't really want closure from them is, like, messy. I just love the line, um, what is it? I know I'm just a wrinkle in your new life. Staying friends would iron it out so nice. Literally, I wrote that one down too. (laughs) Yes, like I love that because it's like, it's only convenient for the other person for them to be friends. It's not convenient at all for her. And also, I think this is the song that when we were listening to it, Baz was like, it feels like she's singing on a different beat than the song is going on. Yeah. And I think that's supposed to be like, it's like a very disjointed feeling. Yes, exactly. Like, they want different things. Like, she's like, no, no. I, do not want, <laughs> I do not want you to get closure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I wrote that down. I said the production, I love how disjointed the production is because it really feels perfect for like the content of the song and like the way they're on two different pages. And like, even the beginning where it's just like shattered and like even... Okay, so it's, like, the beginning is, like, the clunkiness, and then the piano comes in and the clunkiness fades away a little bit, but then the clunkiness comes back, and, like, it, like, sort of halts awkwardly, like, throughout the song. Like, it's it starts saying, like, playing a note, and then it'll, like, cut off weirdly. Yeah. I think that's just so genius to, like, portray this a very, like, specific feeling of, like 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 the piano is playing like a normal melody but then this there's this undertone of like anger and like frustration and and not closure (laughs) like it's just so good I really love the I think the production on this is like fantastic yeah best it's funky but it's like good funky yeah I think it's like I think it's really good in the way that it the production adds another element to the story whereas a lot of times like, which I think is, it's good sparingly, right? Like, you don't want that, like, every single time. It doesn't need to be like that all the time. But when it does, when you do it and you do it right, it's so different that it sounds really cool. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Yeah. Also, I, lo- I love the line, yes, I got your letter. Yes, yes I'm, I'm doing, doing better. better. Yes! <laughs> it's like, it's okay. so bitter. I love how bitter it is. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, to me, that the, the bitterness here feels more like, platonic bitterness than it does romantic bitterness Mm. like I don't know if that makes sense yeah like if someone like I mean maybe I don't know because I have not been broken up with (laughs) but if it was like a romantic bitterness I feel like it would just feel like a little bit different 
And to me, I definitely tied this to Carly Klaus. I was ah. like, because it just doesn't, again, I am not a Gaylor fan. Yeah. So <laughs> what, the way I'm telling it is very, like, platonic, being like, okay, and we're not friends anymore, so yeah. what's good? <laughs> I read it as very much like a romantic breakup, mm. partially because, um, like, staying friends would iron it out so nice. Like, when you break up with someone, you're like, oh, we can still be friends. But, like, no, you can't. <laughs> Actually, the way I read that line was, like, again, <laughs> I read a lot to Carly, but, like, because you're, you were friends and you're in the same industry, mm. it's, like, hard not to be, like, Around okay. each other, yeah. yeah. And be, like, being friends would make things so much easier for, like, the lives that we both live, and she's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you think I care? No. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Wow. I love this song. Really good. It's, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> um, where does on your list? Um... It is number six. It For me, it's number 14. Whoa. Again, <laughs> only because there's so many songs I love. Yeah. <laughs> right, and last but not least, <laughs> Evermore. <laughs> least for me. <laughs> not to be mean to Evermore, but like... Okay, here's my hottest take about this song, is that I just think it's not interesting. Mm. I honestly can't get through listening to this. I listen to it maybe two or three times, but I just get really bored. And Willow was up next always, so I just hit skip before <laughs> I even get to the, like, other stuff. I don't know. I, I probably just need to listen to it on repeat, and then I'll get into it. But for now, I'm just deeply bored by it, and it doesn't really seem to be adding anything new. But... People are going to hate me for that. I'm sorry. I know I'm not giving it a chance. <laughs> I really like it. I really like the melody of it, like, mm-hmm. the way that she says each word. Like, just, like, the backing of it, too. Yeah. Um, I like the conversation. Um, I don't know. Like, I know in a lot of ways that the song mirrors Exile, but I didn't yeah. love Exile, so I feel like this is, be- and to me, I like it better than Exile, or at least, like, I listen to it more than Exile. I think Exile... I, I also don't particularly like Exile. I also think it's pretty boring. I think this song was just trying to, like, recapture what they had with Exile because it was so well-received. And I, I feel like it just doesn't... I don't know. It's just, like, the same format as Exile where it's, like, Taylor singing and then, like, their duet and then him singing and then them duetting again. It's just not an interesting format to me as a duet. And it's just, like... I don't know, maybe the lyrics are better on this one. But also the call and response thing is happening again, which I also, I mean, Exile already did that. It just doesn't feel fresh to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe the, I honestly haven't, I could not tell you a single lyric from the song. I have no idea what it says. Like, it could be about her hooking up with Scooter Braun for all I know. <laughs> I cannot, I could not tell you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just boring and it's long and I don't like it. Yeah. I, I like it. I think they both sound good. I think, um, for Justin, I like mm-hmm. the, the, his voice on this one, because he, like, instead of using the, uh, deep, which <laughs> is good, he uses the, like, softer voice. Yeah. Um, I think, in a lot of ways, it gives me Jane Eyre vibes, mm. just, like, the story of Jane Eyre. And also, she says, one of the, ver- in one of the verses, she says, writing letters addressed to the fire, um, and a big plot point in Jane Eyre is that she was writing her ex-lover a bunch of letters, and then she finds out that his house went up in flame. Yeah. So, like, the letters are gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, it's giving me August sequel, where she's like, what? Like, I've been waiting this whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> where's this going? Also, very... It, to me, it reminded me of 
the scene from New Moon where she's looking out the window. Yeah. She's like, Grey November, I've been down since July. Um, hey December, I guess I'm feeling unmoored. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I personally really like this. It, the imagery was really nice. Um, their singing was good. It's not a favorite on the album for me, but I really like it. Yeah. And I was emotional the first time I heard it, so. I need to listen to it more. I think I, it's just, again, it's long, it's last, it's like in between two of the songs that I really like, so yeah. I'm always tempted to move on from it. Yeah. Very similarly, like, Hoax was my least favorite song on Folklore when mm. I first heard it because it was the last one and it came like right after like Betty and like Peace and Hoax got done so dirty my first listen mm-hmm. just because they were behind my favorite song. Yeah. Um. So I definitely think this was going to grow on me but right now it's number 12. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no surprise. It's 15 for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to hear um, Right Where You Left Me and It's Time to Go. Yeah. Like that's going to add like a whole new... I'm really excited. I feel like this is a bad closer, to be honest with you. Like I don't like this as the closer of the album. I think it makes sense, but again, could not could not tell you what the song's about, so I don't know. It's eh, I don't know. I I need to give it a chance. I need to try it again. Yeah. I'm sorry for slandering this song. (laughs) I just have a really short attention span. I might like it better as a closer later. I just right now just doesn't feel like it's encompassing anything that the album is telling me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really curious about Right Where You Left Me and It's Time to Go. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, ooh, yeah. God. Um, wow. So, yeah, that's that's our thoughts on this album. <laughs> yeah, you've been with us for an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm probably not going to edit this so much because it's final season and I have lots of stuff to do. And um, I don't think there's anything really that we need to cut out. I don't think so. I can't think of anything. But yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, If you listen to this whole ass thing, <laughs> we did this last time when we did our folklore <laughs> episode. Um, What's a secret word we can Wait, make? can you, can you, can you guys type if the shoe fits? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's my favorite line. Yeah, okay. So if you listen to this whole thing and you're here at this point, we're pulling a 2012 YouTuber and um, go to our Instagram at perfectlygoodpod and comment on our last post if the shoe fits. Yeah, and or we'll know if that you're you... listening to us on Apple Music, give us a five-star review, review and leave a review that says <laughs> if, if the, the shoe, shoe fits. fits. <laughs> yes, you'll get bonus points for that and we'll read it on the pod. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we do this podcast every single week. Um, usually it's regular songs and we only do one song at a time, but our usual format is talking about Taylor news, then we do a little game, and then we talk about the song that we've chosen for the week, so this is a very different type of episode, but if you like our conversation, this is like the vibe that we always have, so, um, you can check out our old episodes on wherever you're listening now. Yeah. All of them are available. Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, yeah, yeah <laughs> lots of places. And we're starting our Christmas extravaganza this week or next week, depending on how much time we have. So. You'll get to hear us talking about everyone's fan you're, favorite, you're Silent Night! <laughs> <laughs> and Santa Baby, mm-hmm. which we were going to talk about this week, but then this album got released. So. Yeah, so... Uh, th- yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much time we have, frankly. But, um, yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we know it was really long. If you did, also follow us on our TikTok at PerfectlyGoodPod and mm-hmm. on our Twitter at PerfectlyGoodPC. Yes. And you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you enjoy this podcast. We greatly appreciate it because it helps other people find the show. And usually these episodes where we talk about something crazy and new that Taylor did do the best. So 
Um, this is obviously reaching a lot of people right now, so we hope that you guys really enjoyed it and you want to check out more of our stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. See you next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.